Okay, though. Three, two, one, go. Hey, hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Two Nerds, One Quest. I'm your host, Andy. I'm here with these three nerds because math is hard and we're missing a nerd. So, um, that man sitting there all kind of kicked back, relaxed, is one Rick. Oh, God, now, now, now things are changing. Rick Kane? Are you going by Kane? Yes. Kane. Kane. Yeah. Rick, Kane. Rick Kane LaFave. Hello. How are you this morning? I'm good. This, this, is, so, new. this is so weird without um, like music and stuff. It feels it's just like, here, go. Yeah. <laughs> like, there isn't even, there's even one of those clapboards. Like, <laughs> I need to get like a little monkey. one. <laughs> ching, ching, ching. <laughs> Yeah. Dance monkey, dance. Go now. <laughs> that man in the brewer shirt that's got a heart out today because he's going to the brewer game is one Ryan Crixus Kukta. You will never get away from that. He's playing Lady Sill this morning though. Hey boys. Oh, really <laughs> excited uh excited to head to the crew uh, uh see a big win against the uh amazing Atlanta Braves. So we'll see what happens. But uh uh, first, some Dungeons and Dragons action through Pathfinder. <laughs> yeah, some tabletop action, Pathfinder action. <laughs> and last but not least, the man that looks like he's really concentrating on something uh, sound ones and twos-ish type stuff is one Tom M. Norman <laughs> playing Abed this morning. That's just my Tom normal. and Abed in the morning. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be Tom and Abed in the morning. <laughs> That's just my normal thinking face. No, I was talking to somebody in chat. We have a new a new person in chat. So I was your normal thinking face. You have a thinking face. Why do you? Yeah, that's like the yeah, right. uh, real hard concentration. You look like you're taking a shit. Well, that may or may <laughs> so not have happened. A new person. <laughs> this is this is labeled for adults, like explicit contact. We will say dumb stuff like that. Although I'm trying not to swear as much lately, but I'm not succeeding at that. Why would you do Art. that? That's Jesus. <sighs> Trying to be better. <laughs> I've decided being not better is it. not worth it. <laughs> I may get there eventually, but right now I'm just trying to be better. <laughs> so, decided being better is not worth it. All right. So, while we had a adventure uh, last week, you guys killed, succeeded in killing yourselves against the dragon. <laughs> I had to figure out how to word that properly. Um, and, uh, poetically, uh, were rescued by one Eliana Temerant. Uh, she brought you back from the dead and to... Uh, uh, helped you rest up, get back to um, Tamerly, and turn in your stuff let her know that you've cleared out the issue because the dragon wasn't anywhere around so um ellie said she, she didn't see a dragon she saw the signs of the fight with the dragon but she didn't see a dragon so the dragon survived maybe um there was a cave. if there i could a... do a recap the dragon was dead oh the dragon was dead oh yeah it yeah. was yep back back up back up back up yes dragon died sorry my bad yes 
That's what happens when we don't have Jeff here to do a recap of last yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I don't have a limerick either, and Jeff didn't write us one. So, um... He's in chat. I, I can ask host... him to, to, to type out a re... Or, uh, there once Rick. was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. I am your host in DM with a memory that isn't quite a gem. I mess up a recap, and it ends up being crap. So don't listen to me again. Nailed it. <laughs> there we go. Nailed it. Moving on. So the dragon is dead. Um, actually, I believe you did end up harvesting some stuff now that my memory is coming back to me on it. Um, but she said to meet you at a local tavern where they have set up shop, her and a gnomish friend of hers named Crew. Um, she, when you go back, the, um, the goblins, Munch and Chuck, uh, decided that maybe, maybe their mining life wasn't so bad after all. Cavens only happened once in a while. So they, they may look for some mining opportunities near Otari here. Um, what did Bob do, Tom? I'll die. Well, he came back to life, but what what what, did, what was his out, outset at the end of that? Bob did die, though. Remember, he kicked the <clears throat> he kicked the dragon, and then oh, that's right. No, Bob left him there dead, himself, and he died. That is right. Bob Bob's died. Toast. Bob's toast, man. Bob is <laughs> Bob is forever going to be remembered as the noble adventurer who found. Like, there's going to be this grand story that the next adventure that goes into that cavern tells themselves about this dragon and the noble hero that slayed it but ended up dying in the process and that's how bob's going to be remembered bob bob As lived through years of coliseum fighting only to die by kicking a dragon <laughs> yep and lady sill of course you are the one that has uh gone forward to talk to to um, uh, Eliana, and she has sent you on a mission. Um, she had arranged with the mayor. There is an old inn that is ruined and supposedly haunted. Uh, that is the Thirsty Alpaca. It collapsed about two, three years back, and everyone. They, they left it alone because at night there is glowing lights and spooky howling and ghostly sounds coming from the ruins. So, and that started right from the beginning. So they, no one wanted to go anywhere near it. Um, Ellie, having a less superstitious um, mindset and having fixed up a broken down bar before <laughs> not new that, yeah not a, not a new process for her but she wants she's hiring a group to go investigate the thirsty alpaca and take care of the issues with it um you have agreed to go on this journey with her she has introduced you to and assigned two others to join you on this um rick would you like to describe kane for us 
Yeah, Cain is a tall, barrel-chested human, bald, bald hair. He's middle-aged. He's got a uh, full beard, hangs down Ooh. well below his chin. Uh, mostly dark, maybe a little, little white, starting to work its way into it. Um, is this why you're growing a beard? <laughs> <laughs> this is as far as it goes. I'm just going with the dirt, the the scruffy all the time look. Um, so. Uh, let's see here. He's um, he, he wears this. He does wear uh, full plate armor. It's well worn. He's been through a lot. Um, he also ha you'll see and hear when he walks. He has these chains that run from his forearms down to two pretty heavy lead weights that are hooked onto the sides of his armor. It also becomes his weapon, his meteor hammer when when he attacks. Is his middle name Marley by any chance? It's <laughs> where Jacob came from. <laughs> is it's kind really? of seriously kind of across from from Jacob Marley and Kratos. Nice, I like it. Um, he's he's quiet and a little. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's there to do it. He's there to do a job. He takes contracts extremely seriously. He's, since he was young, uh, breaking a contract is something that that is just not in him so he is under contract to help out and he is going to do that all right and then along with kane is a well would you like to describe abed tom yeah abed is he's very tall frail gaunt um he is a wizard uh wears nothing but black robes uh, usually has the hood pulled up over Emperor Palpatine style. Um, so you can kind of not really see his face. It's just kind of a, a silhouette. He's got white, shock white hair and bright glowing green eyes. And he has a raven with him wherever he goes. No hourglass eyeballs I, or, or pupils? No. no okay, I, I figured just if I went... Sure. If I, I figured if I went like glowing yellow eyes with eyeglass pupils, that would be a little too spot on. Yeah. Uh, but no. Uh, you know, you know. Yep. Super bright green eyes, like almost like they glow from his hood. Um, and you, he, he doesn't say a lot. He's very, he's not meek or mild. He's, he's very contemplative. He's very, uh, Pensive, moody, um, and no. he will actually talk to his raven. Yeah, and people think does, he's odd for that because he does. His raven have a name? I am struggling Troy? with the name for the Troy? raven. Troy. Why, <laughs> <laughs> Stello? Troy and Ovid all the time. <laughs> I, I I really did um I really did think about doing Troy. I I yeah, I, I can't think of another good name, so we'll do Troy. Troy. Yep, Troy. Excellent. And and just so you know, if we have anybody in, in the uh community that likes to do drawings, we would love to see people do drawings of our characters. 
That would I I would, but I can't draw with shit. It mine would be a stick figure with another stick figure on its shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Tom loves to do drawings. Something fun I've discovered, Tom, is making your characters within Baldur's Gate three. Because there are a lot of options there, and I did that with Ellie when I first got the thing. So when that pop, when that game comes out, and you drop the money on it, the character creator is worth it alone. Like to really? create characters and take pictures of the characters. Yeah, there's so much versatility there; it's amazing. Anywho, so the three of you have been charged to go to the thirsty alpaca. Um. The Thirsty Alpaca, if you, I don't, I should have sent you the map of, um, Otari. The Thirsty Alpaca is not on this one. <laughs> yeah, minor. It's in the middle of town. It's not far from the, um, from the market. Uh, when would you guys choose to approach? Daytime? Nighttime? Benefits of nighttime is the ghosts might be around. Uh, daytime, you have better vision of things. It's up to you. What would uh, you like to do? I need I need to know my adventures a little bit. Does anybody have a problem seeing in the evening time? I am a if you're asking if I as a human can see in the dark. No, I cannot. Yep, and I am you also a human. Are, That's fine. You guys are sitting around a bar um, in in Otari discussing this. I, so, I, yeah. all right. I am not half orc given though despite my size. Alright, so I happen to have an ever burning torch and I am going to gift this mm. to I don't know, I guess who would be probably Do you have a shield, Kane? No, I use I use two handed weapon. Okay, so probably I'd have to give this to Abed then. Give it to the lean little wizard dude. <laughs> yeah, sure. So you guys are sitting at Crow's Cast. You carry that without exceeding your maximum capacity there? Just, no. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I struggle with the lightest of things. What what specifically are we contracted to do here? Would it matter? Are we are we supposed to exterminate ghosts, which means we have to go at night, or what are we? Um, clear it out. Like she wants to, you're understanding that she has. If she can clear it out, she has a spot where she can build. She's going to build a new tavern. Um, okay. That would actually probably benefit the three of you uh, fairly decently. Uh, and, uh, a tavern center for adventures. When she describes it, um, those of you that are from um, from Galarian, it sounds very familiar. It sounds a lot like the Pathfinder Society, and you kind of wonder if there may be any run-ins or complications with the Pathfinder Society. But you kind of keep that on the down low for now. Well, if, if our contract says we're to clear it out, then I say we go at night because that's when the stuff we need to clear out is there. Yep. We okay. should probably go a little bit before sundown so we can get a good layout of the interior. Yep. Right at dusk. And then uh, 
Abed, make sure to add the ever-burning torch to your inventory. Well, are you sure? Because the dog doesn't seem to want that. <laughs> so the, 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 the dog in the tavern actually sits up and, and barks <laughs> as the door opens up and uh, this dwarf comes waltzing in. Sits down and orders a bar, drink <laughs> at the bar. All right, um, I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna ask the dwarf what he's up to. Having a beer. <laughs> His eyes are kind of wide. Okay, what's your name, adventure? Jim. <laughs> Jim. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jim sounds like a well-prepared name. Oh, Jim, how you doing? Good. Oh, Can good. I help you with anything? I don't think so. Just uh, making sure we know everyone that's coming in. Abed leans over. Abed's going to lean over to Kane and say he's quite the conversationalist. Well, I mean, we have no we have no need for a quiet individual unless he's going to help us today. So. Here to drink a beer. Oh, well, five, maybe ten. <laughs> He's really confused right now. <laughs> ten, ten beers. That sounds great. All right. Well, um, I don't think I yeah, have it... anything else to cover with the group. All right. Yeah, Ab Abed would be. Um... Just surveying the room. I'm gonna just very it's nine o'clock on a Saturday. It's the regular crowd. They mm -hmm. are shuffling in. Yep. An old man sitting next to me. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got long white hair and a spooky grin. He's drinking several uh. boiler makers. Oh wait, different. Ugh. So you guys end up moving on out at dusk towards the thirsty alpaca as you approach um there is you see in the in the ruins the the top floor is like completely collapsed and the roof is down there's a lot of rubble but in amongst that rubble is these glowing like they pulse in and out blue lights in areas um, make a nature check. Recall knowledge, nature. Uh, recall knowledge, right? No, there's actually nature. Oh, the, is there actually a nature? Ah, yeah, okay, cool. Nature. Yep, nature yeah. check. I okay. have a zero. This is going to be great. Five. Eleven. <laughs> Four. Four. <laughs> and I have a good bonus. So... <laughs> You guys think these might be the ghosts? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Everyone talks about. The same time, there's a there's a um, like a uh, uh, a like howling like uh, um, yeah, um, 
It's familiar, but not. A little creepy. The lights fading in and out seem to, as the howling starts, the lights get brighter. And then they'll fade. And uh, when the howling isn't going, they just kind of pulse in and out of various areas. All this light is happening inside the house, and we're still outside? Yeah, in, inside this tavern, this old ruins of the tavern, the um, below things and above things and in and out. Oh, <laughs> I get chills with that music, Tom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just thinking about that. Is this place doesn't look too structurally sound. The roof caved in and... Honestly, a lot of it, in parts, it looks like the roof is now the floor. <laughs> like, there are large sections of the roof that came down and landed, but there are, like, beams sticking out. Stuff and walls leaning against those beams. And um, Why don't they just burn the place down start over? The structural integrity isn't our problem, boys. Let's go forward. Let's take care of business. You walk in there with it, and the structural integrity very well could become your problem. <laughs> I like adventuring with goblins better. They ain't scared of nothing. (laughs) There's nothing to do with being scared. (laughs) Not getting squished. You come to the edge, literally, the the steps up to the foundation, the rock foundation of this um, ruins. The lights, you don't see any source from the lights as you approach. It's just light. It fades in and out. The door locked, unlocked? There, There's no door. Right. <laughs> like, it, well, it's, <laughs> it's locked, but it's laying on the ground. Oh, <laughs> off its <okay>. hinges. <laughs> part of the frame is with it. The other part of the frame is sticking up. <laughs> Makes sense. Is, is anybody with us or just three of us? Just the three of you. There's a, uh, there is, there's a couple of drunk dudes across the street from near the market. <laughs> that have been watching you since you've approached <laughs> and and you see them actually if you're paying attention to them you see them shake hands all right wager made <laughs> yeah they're betting, on, they're betting on a woman for sure <laughs> so what would you like to do Ahead of you, just beyond the door frame, is a collapsed section of the roof. The, um, the clay tiles, some of them smashed, some of them still overlaid. There's a large section of it, like five feet or so, that is still uh, solid. Lady Sill. Lady Sill's gonna stare at Kane, like impatiently. Like obviously, you're going first. <laughs> Kane's going to grab the doorframe and give it a good jostle just to see how sturdy it is. The doorframe stays. That that section of the doorframe is solid. Like, it's it's cemented to the foundation there. It looks like it might have been in the foundation a bit. And if you look over on the other side where it snapped off, it's about two feet up. It's just splintered where the door fell over to the right-hand side of things. All right. We'll move into the the room or building 
Okay. And you step you step onto it, and you're tentative because you're nervous about the structural integrity of it, uh, but it holds you. It holds you, and there is a um, where this sits kind of flat. It goes in flat for about maybe twenty feet, and then it's like the structural integrity of the back side of it held a little bit better. And there is um, part of the roof leaning up there, and you can see a wall from the interior that's kind of holding a section up, making a little alcove within uh, these ruins. Other than that, to your left, you see a, another what would have been a back room. Actually, it looks like it might have been a stage area um, that things have collapsed in but the exterior walls are still standing there you can see the ruins of a window that's been shattered out <clears throat> and uh on the right hand side where that wall is where that little structural area is held there is a door there that is closed that you could go around and possibly open yeah <clears throat> make his way make his way towards the door and keep going further into the building as in uh, moving slowly, he's not, he's not going fast. Okay. What did you say, Ryan? Uh, Lady Sills just going to go in second. Okay. Are you following them in, Abed? Yeah. Is the So is the Everburning Torch something that actually... Is it magical fire that burns things? Like, is it like an actual fire? Or is it, like, can I put it's, my hand... It, you can put your hand in. It's magical fire. It's cold. It doesn't burn. It doesn't damage anything. It's just light. Okay. Then I am going you can, to... You can stuff it in your backpack if you want, and it's not going to burn your backpack up. That's literally what I was going to say. I'm just going to shove it in my... Yeah. Okay. And then uh, no change from previous. I'll be using detect magic a lot. So. Okay. Um, You get a sense of... Um, there is something magical in that room upstairs. Mm. And, or not upstairs, but that structural room with that you have the door available to you. There's something magical coming from in there. Okay. Well, Lady Sill's not going to say that, but she's going to be giddy to enter that room. Okay. So, kind of hustling Kane along. Here's, here's a question for you, Mr. DM. Yes. Uh, I can also detect magic, so if Cooch does that. If the lady does that, do I see it too? Um, if you are detecting magic, exploration. <laughs> I meant to walk through this, look through this, and walk through it before we started. There are things you can do as you explore, actions you can take as you're exploring. Exploration mode. You can try and avoid notice. You can defend. You can detect magic. You can follow the expert. Hustle, investigate, repeat a spell, scout, or search as you are exploring. So, Lady Sill is detecting magic. You cast Detect Magic at regular intervals and move at half your travel speed or slower. You have no chance of accidentally overlooking a magical aura and travel at a speed of up to 300 feet per minute, but no more than 150, but must be traveling no more than 150 feet per minute to detect magical auras before the party moves into them. So Makes no sense. running through the house. Basically, no running. Um, um, Kane, Kane would turn around to Lady Sill and be like, what are you? What is that incessant muttering you're making? 
Just making sure you don't die, sweetie. I'm familiar with some some of arcane arts here you're casting. What are you doing? I'm detecting magic. That's the most important thing we can do in here. Just make sure we're aware of what's going on around us at all times. Okay. I'm fine with that. What, ex what exploration action are you taking, Kane? Kane would be um, maybe watching for traps or uneven ground. He's looking mainly at the ground and, and the ceiling with the condition of the building. So that's searching. You meticulously seek for hidden doors, concealed hazards, and so on. You can usually make an educated guess as to which locations are best to check and move at half speed. But if you want to be thorough and guarantee you check everything, you need to travel at a speed of no more than 300 feet per minute. Same thing. Moving at the same pace as the, um, uh, the magic, detect magic folks. We're basically all going 15. Yeah. Half speed, speed yeah. and just taking it carefully. Uh, make a... Um, doo -doo -doo. An educated guess. Speed, sure. Searching, cover. Search maximum speeds. Uh, go ahead and make seek to see if you notice something. <laughs> make what? A seek check. Don't have seek. You don't have seek. It isn't in your character sheet to seek. I do not have seek either. Oh, hold on here. Might be an ex. Let me look at exploration here. Your seek. Scout. Oh, search, I bet it's an action. Nope. Oh, seeking maybe actually using it. It's, it's called an seek, action, but it uses. You seek meticulously for hidden doors, concealed in Okay. Yep. Let's go ahead and seek. Attempt of room. Seek. Perception uh, check. I'm looking to see how I do that. It's a perception check. Is it? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Make okay. a perception, perception check. Got it. Perception. 14. 14. Um... As you're walking along, there's a couple of things. Um, you see a, a tuft of fur on the ground. Uh, looks like it got caught on a, a splintered chunk of wood. Um, you also uh, see that someone has rigged together, like it looks like a false floor in front of this door. Uh, that may let loose in about a two-foot span and fall through. He just takes one of his um, meteor hammer ends and smashes the floor with it. It, it like you, like you just kind of you don't have to smash even. You just kind of throw it out there and it lets loose the weight of the meteor and and. Those boards crumble through, and you can actually see below um, the the little bit of remaining light shines on what looks to be a basement or something of this building. Um, you don't see anything moving down there at all, though. As the floor crumbles, he kind of takes a look back at Lady Sill with a glance like, "Hold you." <laughs> 
Lady Sills pre it seems preoccupied. She's looking at the door hungrily. <laughs> mm -hmm. The door beyond this hole? Yeah, the door beyond the hole. The hole's only about two feet wide. So, like, you can yeah. literally step over it if you yeah. needed to. So, he'll, he'll do that. He'll step over the hole and push on you the not You don't want what's in that hole. You want what's behind this door. When you go to turn the doorknob, it is uh, locked. You're straddling the hole. You got one hand to try and turn the doorknob. It is locked. Big gun. Anybody got a solution for a locked door besides just smashing it down? If only we had a rogue with us. Might be something to uh, request for your next mission from Eliana. <laughs> mm. Um, I can. I'll just smash it down if, any, yeah, if we don't have some other way of dealing with it. Yeah, I think that's the play here. We gotta bust it in. Okay, I'll try to bust the door down. Given the it, rest of this building, it shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, uh, may, just make an attack roll. Don't roll a one. <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen. Yes, very clearly. You hit right where the like knob and uh, locking mechanism for the door is, and it just shatters inward and splinters out. Um, at that moment, there, there's a breeze and a hut and that, that ghostly howling starts up again. Um, you see some blue light shine from beyond the door and also some down in the hole, uh, that you just created in the floor and behind you guys, some shows up. There doesn't seem to be a source to it at all. It just strobes gently around the more and more you see it, the more you're comfortable with it. It does not seem to be a threatening thing, these lights. Abed, any thoughts on the uh, magical lights around us? If, if you, I don't... If you, are, if you are detecting magic, Abed, you also pick up on the same magic coming from this room. The second I saw anything of the sort, I would have detected magic. Um, I don't have anything. Hmm. So it's, it's just lights floating around? Yeah. They just kind of strobe in and out. Lady Sill, actually, this looks kind of familiar to you. They they remind you a bit of Will O' Wisps. Yeah, sure. They, um, they seem harmless, but I, I would can, say I we don't need to focus on what's behind us. We need to focus on what's behind this door. Let's get in there. Why the urgency, lady? Hey, lady. <laughs> you think you understand? Um, are you just trying to get her to say it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm detecting some powerful magics behind this door. That's what we really need while we're in here. Could turn the tides. Do not move into the room, or at least slowly move into the room. Do not be slowly too eager move. with what you cannot see. You slowly move into the room. Um, 
Make a perception check as you walk into the room. Thirteen. Nineteen. Eighteen. Excellent. The wind picks up a little bit, and you guys are instantly drawn to... You didn't see it from the uh, side because there's like this makeshift tunnel that seems to... And when I say tunnel, it's more like a pipe. It's probably about two by two that pushes... It, it's directed so that the wind coming off the coast actually blows through this pipe. And looking inside it, there are several bottles set in there. And when the wind picks up, there's a howling... And you kind of look at each other and shrug and go, that's kind of a simple trick. Um, you've figured out that the sounds are coming from the wind over the top of the bottles. And almost to confirm it, the wind picks up again and that ghostly howling starts again. Joining it, though, this more than time, a bunch of kids playing game tricks on us. Joining it, though, this time is a howl of some sort of canine. Not not a not a threatening howl, but just kind of a, a if you've ever heard a like half howl from a dog or a wolf, like a oh from below from that hole by the door. Nazi <laughs> sit up. I heard a, I heard a dog collar in the other room. <laughs> Somebody moved. <laughs> so um, the the detect magic that you two are paying uh, on there's a box um, in the along the one side of the wall where the roof had kind of collapsed and is sitting there. Um, looks like it's locked. But that's, yeah, I'm that's just gonna, coming from I'm gonna put my hand on Kane's shoulder and just like stop that noise from from happening. I'm gonna go check out this box over here. Fine. Go smash some bottles. <laughs> Just whip your meteorite down that pipe. <laughs> There's like this echo of glass just suddenly um, uh, rings through the night. And you actually, in the distance, hear the laughter of the two guys singing, uh, sitting across <laughs> watching the ruins. Sounds about right. <laughs> um, Looking at the box, it's it's a small box. It's maybe a foot wide by maybe six inches deep. Uh, it, it's kind of ornate. Like, it looks out of place sitting in a ruins. Like, it's got a nice lock there on it. Mm. Pretty sturdy box. So, here's a question for you, John. How do you... How do you I don't remember. Uh, how do you check for traps and disarm locks in this? Is, this, is that thievery? Thievery, yeah. Uh, magical traps will be detected with detect magic. Um, normal traps will be a thievery check to look for them or an investigation check to look for them. Well, I'm going to detect magic on it. Uh, so, if I don't detect a trap, I'm going to pick it up. There is magic inside it. 
like you've pinpointed it it's, it, it's something small maybe baseball or smaller probably all right um i'm gonna pick it up and look at the lock is there any way you know is it simple to pick is it is it even locked when you pick it up the lock actually swivels open like someone forgot Ooh. to lock it awesome and what is inside of it you pull it off and you flip it back and there's a stone inside that occasionally will pulse blue have i seen something like this before um uh, do you have dancing lights on your spell list i don't have dancing lights on my spell list does abed <laughs> i thought about go it go ahead and make a uh, recall recall knowledge oh it's something a wizard has arcane. access to yeah recall knowledge arcane this won't be hard because you're both magic users Is that an Arcana check? 24. Yeah. Oh, 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 that a kid. 19. <laughs> 19. Yeah, you, you, you both realize it at the same time as you pull this stone out of the box. Someone has infused this stone with a reoccurring cantrip of dancing lights. Nice. Cool. And as, as you hold it, it is what is you notice it pulses, but it pulses like in a order, like these lights that you are seeing, this blue light coming from nowhere, pulses in a, actually, as you watch it, in a very specific order, and the stone is the first place it pulses. Intriguing. Um, it has value, but I don't think Lady Sill was hoping that that's what it was. So I think uh, I'll be giving that to Abed with a curse. With a curse. Ah, filibusters! Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so far we found two parlor tricks, basically, to make this place look like it's haunted. Yep. Mm -hmm. Somebody's hey, trying to keep people out. Make a perception check. 19 again. 22. 24 again. Ooh, you guys hear voices Great. from below. Hushed, high-pitched voices and a growling. Yeah. This, this is not so mystical of a Problem. This is somebody just trying to hide out and keep people away. Just like your mother's milkman, let's get in that hole. Oh, good lord. Are you are you dropping down the hole? Don't you talk about my mother that way. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going down the hole first? I will. I mean I'm gonna okay, hold up drop my hand. Like a rock. I'm gonna hold up my hand and say hold one second. And I'm going to turn to to Troy, and I'm going to just mumble something to him. And I have, with uh, with the raven, I have uh, share sense. Once every 10 minutes, you can use a single action <clears throat> with the concentrate trait 
To project your senses into your familiar, when you do, you lose all sensory information from your own body, but you can sense through your familiar's body for up to one minute. So I'm going to send him into the hole and do that. Okay. Uh, He goes down into the hole. hole. (laughs) Troy goes down the hole. The first thing you see through his eyes as he flies around is a wooden table. Um, and you kind of fly in a circle. There is debris, firewood, skulls. Uh, there's uh, some sort of sink with water. <laughs> you think it's water? <laughs> kind of dirty if it's water. And as you fly, kind of fly a loop around the room, just before you come back out of the hole, you you look down and there's a and there's like teeth and you guys see Troy come up out of the hole and something tried to bite him. You saw a glimpse of go past the hole, like literally as it's coming out the hole, like it's attached to the ceiling down there. Uh, it's not attached to the ceiling. No, you saw the face of something canine. Um, d- jump at him and just come into the light and snap at him. Um, actually, I, I will just give you... There's a wolf down there. <laughs> you saw this wolf try and bite at... Um, yeah, especially because you were down there with Troy. We heard people talking too, so... Yes. You didn't see any humanoids in his circle? No, he did not. Mm. Hmm. The raven will fly and perch back on my shoulder and I will... Give it a, like a pat. Is that what a raven sounds like? Holy shit. That's what your raven sounds like. My raven sounds like the mix between like a cat and a... Have you never heard a bird purr? They will do that sometimes. It's like a mechanic, the mechanical owl from a Jason and the Argonauts movie. (laughs) How far of a how far of a drop is it? Ten feet. All right, I'm gonna go take care of the wolf. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? Looking at it, when you drop down there, you think if you grabbed the lip of the hole, um, you see something that you can land that's only like five or six feet down there, like a table no. or something. No. Okay. I'm not Dexy. I'm going to drop down like a lead, like a rock. <laughs> okay. Just crash into the ground. Okay, make a deck save. Try to land on my feet. Make a deck save to land on your feet. Uh, reflex? Sure. Yeah, reflex save. Sorry, my bad. It won't be hard. It's only 10 feet. 22. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not Dexy, he says, and then rolls a 22 <laughs> reflex save to land on his feet. You land on your feet, no problem. Um, that was a 19 on the die. <laughs> I, I would like for him to roll another reflex save as Lady Sill immediately jumps down, intending for him to catch her. <laughs> <laughs> make, yep, make a reflex save. 11. Um, yeah, you, you kind of... Um, Try and get out of the way. Uh, lady, still ma- make a reflex save for yourself as well. Just to d- kind of drop in a w- easy way to be caught. Twelve. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Um, you step uh, away from uh, the hole a little bit, Kane, and notice Lady Soul's coming down, like, butt first. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you kind of throw your arms out there. And you don't, um, you don't get her to land on her feet, but you prevent her from taking any fall damage as she lands butt first on the floor. You better not be taking any liberties. You better and, not take any liberties now, boy. At this moment, I need you guys to roll initiative because Lady Sill went right after it, and I'm trying to remove the fog of war that I put on this map. Um, fog. Select. There it is. Delete. Ha ha. Nineteen. Um, initiative is perception, right? Yep. yep. Initiative is perception. Uh, let's see. 19. 19. 19 for Lady Still. 17, you said, for Jacob? For Kane? Yeah. Sorry. Abed? Elurvin. Elurvin? Uh, let's see. Let me give, me give me some dice. Let me get the wolf here. Do, do, do. Wolf. And... We have to have our icons. Where's our icons here? And go ahead and throw them on there near the table. Uh, yeah. Like the right-hand side of the table there. You're, You're like really there. actually kind of close to the wolf. Um, what is the wolf? Be back in the room. Admit. Um, wolf. And to sign in to get the little icons to pop up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so the wolf is... Characters. find characters here character yeah characters you are still technically mm -hmm. yeah i'm not there yet but i'm gonna pull myself yeah. off to the side yeah if you want to throw yourself in the like uh crosshatch lines you can do that to represent that you're up above that would work too um you guys are actually a little closer here over here because that table is close to where Jacob was. Makes sense. All right. So the uh, Lady Frost, you are first. Lady Sill, Lady Frost. This wolf right. is growling at you guys and barking. You see a bunch of, behind the wolf is a bunch of barrels that are stacked about five feet high. Uh, the, to the right of them is a bunch of debris and stuff piled together. Uh, there's some stones piled up near a staircase that seems to be covered above it. Um, there's a drain in the floor behind you with some rocks in that southwest corner. A fountain slash sink on the left-hand wall there. There are some bones of old animals in the northwest corner. And then there's a fire pit that seems to have um, a some sort of makeshift exhaust thing above it with firewood stacked up against the wall. That's what uh, you can see. All right. Well, um, I'm going to start it off by uh, obviously that 
dog wolf thing looks dangerous. I'm gonna uh, divine lance at it. Twenty-five right. to hit. Oh, absolutely, that hits. <laughs> All right, and then uh, it takes. Four damage. Four damage. Excellent. And then, um, let's see. Kane is in front of me, between me and the dog, so that's cool. Um, and then Kane doesn't see where it comes from, but also there is, um, like a little ball of, um, like a cold attack. That comes through. Thirteen to hit. Um, thirteen misses. Yep. And uh, is wide of the werewolf. Is that a um? Is that a uh? Like that's a spell, like a frost thing. As it hits, that it'll do some damage to the barrels. It, it is an attack. That uh, it is it is a ranged attack. Um, I'll have to kind of look it up, but basically it comes from my um, tail. Heritage. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Um, the uh, the little blast hits one of those barrels, and you hear something squeal from behind it. <laughs> Um, does that finish your turn? <laughs> yep, yep, my turn's done then. Okay, Kane, we move to you. Alright. What's the distance between me and the wolf? Uh, whatever it is. Um, I gotta measure The map, map should be right. 15 feet. Okay, fair enough. I don't have a grid on this map. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to make that pop up again. Um, What's the way to do it? Uh, here, scene controls. Uh, grid type. Line. Um, it's there now. You can barely see it. There we go. Cool. Put the wolf there. Yep, put the wolf there and then put you there. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm going to try my intimidating glare on the wolf. All right. Which is, uh, he gets a save on that. Uh, yep, against will, will save. Will save. 22. Uh, 17, he fails. Fails. He would be... That's a regular fail, so he's frightened one. Frightened one. Um, this status penalty equal the value of all your DCs, your checks and DCs. You're gripped by fear, struggle to control your nerves. The frightened condition always includes value. You take status penalty equal to this on all your checks and DCs, unless specified otherwise. At the end of each of your turns, the value of your frightened decreases by one. Okay, cool. At the end of his turn. That was move, that was action, or move and first action. Next action, he is going to attack with his meteor hammer at range. It is a reach weapon. 26 to hit. Oh, um, hang on, hang on, because with your frightened, I think that is. 
Oh yeah, that's oh it automatically adjusts his AC. So cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a critical success. Boom. <laughs> Got him. Let's do twelve bludgeoning damage. Twelve bludgeoning. Brings the chain die? and hammer down. How does it die? <laughs> he just he just brings both chains over his head and. Those lead weights hit that wolf square in the flat of his head and down to the ground he goes. Like me smashing toads when I was a kid with a hammer. Ew. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a twisted individual as a child. Apparently. <laughs> I did it once and I felt awful, so I never did it again. <laughs> but yes. Smashing the skull in of this wolf. There's a... there's a <clears throat> As it expires. <laughs> and lays there uh, kind of um, well, lifeless. Um, and that brings us to this dude. Uh, from around the corner of the barrels steps a um, kobold. And he's got a chain around his neck and he's wearing a, a, a bit of an eggshell. Um, uh, he takes out a spear. No, he's got a sling. And he's like winding up with the sling and he releases it to try and hit Lady Sill. Because she's the one that hit the barrel in front of him. Um, is a 14 hit you? Ah, it just misses. Just ping, ping, ping. <laughs> the, the, uh, thing uh, uh easy for you to say yeah as it pings off the wall behind you um see he stepped out there um he is actually going to then take his other action he wants to he's gonna run up with a spear uh, I get an AO as he moves through moves through where do I stop at your range uh, as he moves through that square yeah because I threaten that square. okay your hammer 18 to hit. Uh, yes, 18 does hit him. 12 damage. 12 damage? Wow. How does, how does he die? <laughs> he tries to get in range of you. Oh, Kane still got both hands down from crushing the crushing the wolf, and then he just swings him sideways and baseballs the guy out of there <laughs> he as, comes, as he tries to move through. He goes sailing on his... Like, he literally goes... <laughs> it slumps against this wall. <laughs> oh. Ghetto crit. Rolled an 8 on a d8. Plus 4. Nice. And he's gone. Um, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. He's going to use another action to move here as this guy comes out from there. And he's going to he has a spear. He's going to try and spear you in the back. 
Um, does a 19 hit you? That is my AC, yes. All right. Does some damage to you. Spear 1d6. Uh, plus, what is it? Spear 1d6 plus 1. Four piercing damage. He pokes you okay. in the back. This guy's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Hey! He's moving, uh, double moving, and he's got a spear as well. Um, they also have sneak attack, and now that you're flat-footed, um, yep. he, he is going to try and poke you with his spear. It's flat-footed. Um, minus two to your AC. Yeah, I'm adjusting for it. Yep, so um, it is a 18. That would hit. hit. <laughs> he, he needed the flat-footed to do that. Uh, so he get, his sneak attack gets an extra D4 on top of the damage. So damage is a D6 plus 1 and a D4. So this plus 1. Uh, nine points of piercing damage as he ghetto crit. On the, well, oh, not ghetto crit. He didn't ghetto crit. It would have been more. It would have been 11 if he had ghetto crit. Okay. And that is their turn. Um, it is Abed now. All right. Well, I'm glad I stayed up a level. I'm going to <laughs> take an action to go prone uh, so I can see in the hole and see where everybody's at. Absolutely. You can uh, you, you lay down with your head in the hole. Hi, guys! <laughs> <laughs> Later, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is literally what I'm going to do. I'm going to use telekinetic projectile. Okay. Uh, so you're is... above Lake Phil, basically, is where you are. Yep. And I'm going to shoot at the one uh, trying to poke John, or trying to poke Rick in the butt. Okay. What are you going to projectile? Maybe. This uh, is the coolest part of the spell, by the way. Yeah. You you hurl a loose, unattended object that is within range and that has one bulk or less at the target. You make a spell attack I roll. Uh, if you hit, you deal bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage. Um, so I'm I suggest one of these these folding chairs. I was gonna say, is that one? I was just gonna say, I, I'm gonna go with it. I don't know if a folding chair is one bulk or not. <laughs> I'd have to look at the bulk rolls. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to WWE him with the chair. <laughs> so you, you grab this chair that's right here on the corner and throw it at him. Uh, uh, I think a chair is more than one bulk, but this is fun. 23 so. to hit? <laughs> 23 hits him. Uh, equal to 1D something. Six damages. Six damages. Uh, that's that guy. And so that would be bludgeoning damage. Yep. He does not look very good at all. Uh, yeah, I figured I, I really wanted this spell because it is it's just a lot of fun. In Pathfinder 1E, there was a guy um, that I heard about that had made a kineticist that used he was a he was a chef and he had um, an apron with silverware in it he had knives for slashing forks for piercing and spoons for blunt damage and he'd just take them out and <laughs> toss silverware at his enemies <laughs> sounds awesome that's amazing all right that moves us back to lady sill unless you got more is that everything you had that's three yeah you that was a two action trip 
Okay, cool. Lady Yikes. Hill. Yikes. Um, <clears throat> all right. Um, Lady Sill is going to move up into this spot here within touch range. And I am going to arm this creature. Okay. And 19. 19 absolutely hits. And four damage. Four damage. How does this one die with your harm? Um, <laughs> it basically uh, it channels negative energy into the creature. So I think the creature just loses the will to live entirely and uh, <laughs> just straight up dies right in front of us. He goes from looking very excited to be fighting and defending his home to just his facial expression just kind of goes slack and his shoulders slump. And as all this happens, like from the inside, his skin just starts hanging loosely on his face and then just literally starts it literally indiana jones uh raiders of the lost ark just starts falling into the falling to the floor in a lump uh, almost like obi-wan kenobi all the movie references all right and then uh again you don't really see where it came from but uh, there's a, a shot of cold that goes through, and uh, can you twenty-one to hit? Twenty-one to hit on the other guy. Okay, yeah, that's a redirectable to anybody. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it is a uh, it is a separate. So uh, when I'm casting spells, that's different <clears> from an <throat> attack roll, right? So yeah. Unless it re mm -hmm. I don't know, does it is it are spells marked as attack? Yes. Or but attack I, they don't have a penalty to them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So then uh one cold damage to the creature. One cold damage to the last one. Alright. And then uh, that's that is my turn. Alright, Jacob, we are back to you. Uh the human <laughs> wrecking ball <laughs> so Jacob's got his hand over his wound from the spear and he gives this kobold in front of him a glare not a good one 11 11 uh, against his will against uh, his uh, yeah will uh, 6 <laughs> successful so he is frightened. He is frightened one. And then he brings the hammer down. 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 11 damage. <laughs> How does this one die? Squish. He's squish. It's just like grape. It's <laughs> like grape. He just bring, brings the flail up from underneath and, and gives him more of a kind of a uppercut oh. under the jaw with it. A little chin snaps music. Back. Yeah, and that's literally what happens. The neck snaps <laughs> as he goes back, and he kind of falls over backwards. Um, and that takes us out of initiative. 
as the three kobolds and their pet wolf are uh, no more. Abed, if you would like to climb down into the ruins at this point, you can. I yeah, you I would that. like to gently lower myself. <clears throat> I uh, am not very dexy, and I am also not very strong. Okay. So I will so you're, do my so best. Make, make a strength save. It's strength, right? I would actually call over to Kane and say, hey, oh, no, it's all sir, defense. may you please help me get down. <laughs> oh, there you go. I will go aid. Okay. So um, make a reflex save. Climb down. You get a... Um, make an aid check, a reflex save as well. Can okay. a skill check or a tackle of a type decided by the GM. 19. Yep, so it's a reflex save as well. Reflex. Okay. Six. Six? It wasn't it's much not, help. It's not a critical failure. It almost was because it was 15. <laughs> but you don't get any bonus for the help. In fact, it, it, it literally isn't much help at all. But you lower yourself down the hole, like dangling your legs, waiting for them to like catch your legs or hold you or something. And then your grip finally loosens and you land on your feet on the floor. <laughs> he really didn't help you much at all. To my credit, I'm nursing a puncture wound right now, so. He's, yeah, he's got one hand that, like, he, he is holding his side. <laughs> I'll leave that to you, how you guys want to interact with each other now. <laughs> um. Um, look around. I want to uh, see if there's anything in this particular room, and I'll be pinging... Um, with see if there's anything magical here. I would also detect magic. Nothing pings back magical, but as you go behind the barrels, there are three like beds made up, and there's a chest back there. There's no lock on the chest or anything like that. I'm gonna direct Kane to open the chest, considering there's nothing particularly. Your arm's broken or what? Oh, sweetheart, can't you do me this one favor, this just one time? She says to the bleeding man. <laughs> Abed will go over to the chest, and he's going to check for traps. Uh, make an investigation. Is that investigation? Perception? Thievery? Th yeah, thievery. Check for traps. I I'll get used to that, that fact that that's a thievery check. 18. 18, yeah. It doesn't seem to be trapped. It doesn't seem to be trapped. You said it wasn't, it wasn't locked? It's not locked either. There's a simple latch on it. You can see a place where a lock is supposed to go. But apparently they don't have a lock and they forgot yeah. how to use it upstairs. I would open it up then. Uh, flipping it open, you see several coins piled in. Um, and a couple of like metal uh, ingots sitting in there and then a, a necklace with uh actually there's like three or four of them in there on on a chain and it's a little bit of a uh, eggshell laced with green veininess on it um lady sylvie's look familiar these necklaces look familiar to you um and these may these kobolds may have been related to the other kobolds um, 
there is a actually there is le a letter in there um that says it's it's scrawled in actually do any of you speak um draconic mm. no nope no or have any way to read something that you don't it's written in draconic you you can see that much but you don't know what it says but it's scrawled in short like if it said anything it's probably we are here we are safe or something i don't know it, it's like five or six words we'll grab it um, and we'll bring it to the end to mm -hmm. be translated okay um also side note uh it's nine forty-five. I'm more. Okay. I, I am on. I am on top of this time, and it's and it's timing out almost perfectly. Perfect. Uh, in the chest, in the chest, there is a hundred silver, thirty gold, the four eggshell necklaces, and the the two chunks of metal in there. When you bring them back, Eliana, def, um, um, she knows what they are right away. If you guys completed a successful nature check, you'd realize they're cold iron ingots. Hmm. Which would be useful in crafting something or upgrading something, or bludgeoning, or or just tossing around <laughs> kinetically. Awesome. <laughs> Not what I thought you were going to use them for, but that would work as well. <laughs> How many cold iron ingots did you say? What? How many cold iron ingots? Two ingots. Two of them. Those ingots, por favor. Um, the report that it, it is clear. Um, Ellie may go in and uh, take care of it. She thanks you very much. She um, says, by all means, keep everything you found. Here's another 50 gold to split amongst you guys. Um, and I will be I will be in contact once we get this up and running to uh, have you all run some adventures for me. Sound like awesome. a plan? Yes. Absolutely. I, I am in. I'm always looking for more work. All right. Uh, side note, John, is there would, have, would there have been anything found if we would have searched the... Because I was thinking of searching the characters, the guys that died. Um. Yeah, what you would have found on them would have been minimal. There is a spear, a sling. Um. There's ammunition. Like you probably find 15 or so pieces of ammunition, like like sling ammunition, yep. if you wanted to write that per guy. So if you put like 50 or so pieces of sling ammunition into your inventory, I would take that. And, yeah, I would take that and not the slings. Yeah. So there's three slings, three spears, and then all that ammunition. So that's all I would take. Awesome. Then. Okie dokie. Cool. And that will do it. And we will. Well, Tom's out next week, so we can discuss that once we're out of here, though. Tom, yep. take us out of here. All right. We are Two Nerds on Quest. We are here Sunday mornings, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Thank you to everybody for watching. Thanks to the new watcher uh, who is watcher with us today. Wolves. The watchers. Um, Good comments. Good comments in, in chat today. So yep. A lot of yep. fun. Great, great chat conversations. Um, get us Case wherever you get podcasts from. Uh, those drop during the week. Wow. Thursdays, usually Wednesdays, Thursdays, uh, patreon.com forward slash two nerds on quest. Uh, 
bit.ly forward slash our fun discord if you want to pop in the discord we put all of our descriptions in a channel um so you can read our backstories and stuff there uh, let other people know about the show promote us give us ratings and reviews uh with that being said for me for rick for coach for dmjc and the missing genius peace out bitches <laughs>